Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and in today's episode, I wanna talk all things de-affiliation from CrossFit, and hopefully there's some things in here that are relevant to even the non-CrossFit gyms out there. Um, but I wanted to talk about why we decided to de-affiliate, and for those of you that have either already decided to de-affiliate, but you're on the fence of whether you might go back to CrossFit or you haven't de-affiliated yet, but you're still considering de-affiliating, um, have that conversation with you guys and talk about some of the things that, that we're thinking about here. Um, but first and foremost, I just wanted to say that um, for all the gym owners out there during this time, I feel for you guys. It is a crazy time to be a gym owner. I was having a conversation with uh, a gym owner down the street and he was. we were, we were kind of agreeing that how much easier it's going to be to be running a gym a year from now than it is today you know between the coronavirus shutdown um, the impact of the black lives matter movement and how for some gyms it's been a very uh, impactful thing on their gym and then how that led into the greg glassman stuff and this mass de-affiliation from crossfit that we saw over the past week and are still seeing um, across the country and across the world. So um, we did decide to de-affiliate our gym, Fit Town Jupiter and CrossFit Palm Beach. And you know, in many ways we had sort of a leg up on this. We rebranded our gym from CrossFit Palm Beach to Fit Town Jupiter about a month ago. And um, CrossFit was no longer our main brand, right? CrossFit was just one class that we offered along with our beach fit program and along with personal training and personal programming and nutrition and all these other things that we do, CrossFit really moved down a notch in terms of our brand by choosing to throw Fit Town Jupiter at the, the top of our brand. Now, with that being said, we've been a CrossFit gym for almost eight years now and that's been our main brand for almost eight years. So it still hurts a lot to uh, have to de-affiliate, de it still is sad to move in this direction and um, it's not an easy decision to do. Um, but we did make that decision to de-affiliate. We did it on the Monday after the weekend of all, all this craziness with Greg Glassman and the comments he made. And it, it became obvious to us that, that our values were moving in a different direction. Yes, the things that Glassman said uh, could have been taken multiple ways. I think they were, uh, you know, at worst racist, at, at best extremely insensitive and extremely inappropriate. But the the telling thing for us was seeing who was deaffiliating, seeing people like Ben Bergeron and seeing Nicole Carroll step down from her position at, at CrossFit and seeing people that had direct connections and direct conversations with with Greg Glassman and CrossFit HQ over the last week that were choosing to move in the opposite direction. And that, that was very telling for us because we've never met Greg Glassman personally. We've never had conversations with him. And not that we were leaving just because we saw other people leaving, but it certainly gave us reassurance in our decision when we saw people that we felt were high value, high moral people that had direct connection to Greg that were making this decision to leave and not choosing to stick it out. Now, some of those people like a Ben Bergeron has said uh, openly in some of his videos that if CrossFit makes the appropriate changes, one of which is getting rid of Greg Glassman out of the company completely, not just removing him from CEO because 
there's been times in the past where he hasn't been CEO. They've had another CEO. Uh, I think the guy's name is Jeff Kane. So it's not it's not that unusual for them to just have a new CEO and Greg still be 100% owner. It doesn't really change that much. So people like Ben have said, okay, if Greg um, completely divests his ownership and they have a new CEO and they start moving in this, in this better direction, then I would certainly become a CrossFit gym again. Now for us, that decision has been made that we're not going back. And when we made the decision on Monday, we made it knowing that this was going to be a long-term decision. This was going to be a forever decision to not go back to being a CrossFit brand. And I'll talk a little bit about that in more detail here. Um, but I think some of you guys who are on the fence um, and or made the decision but are on the fence about coming back have a lot of things to consider. And I'm not sure if you saw the other stuff that came out, which was um, a guy by the name of Andy Stump had a very interesting podcast. His podcast is called Cleared Hot. And he had an episode about his time in CrossFit HQ. Um, he was someone that worked directly with Greg. He was Greg's pilot. And he talked about um, Greg's mistreatment of women. And if you guys are, are interested in hearing more about that, if you're a CrossFit gym, I think you have to be interested in hearing more about that. If you're not a CrossFit gym, um, you still might find the topic interesting, but um, it, it really sort of opened my eyes to uh, there's more to this story than just uh, Greg Glassman's one racist tweet. And that was the feeling that we had when we decided to, to de-affiliate on Monday a week ago was there's more to this than what we're seeing on the surface, right? It's not just a single insensitive or inappropriate tweet, there's more to what's going on, and potentially this is the more to what's going on. So um, if you guys are a CrossFit gym, I would definitely listen to this podcast, and I would I would look for more things that are, are really showing the true colors of Greg Glassman and the CrossFit brand, because you know a lot of the gym owners that I know are high value people, and yes, you might be 100% behind the methodology, but the values do have to line up enough for you to continue to be a CrossFit brand moving forward. For us though, we felt confident making that final decision to no longer be a CrossFit gym because we felt like sticking with CrossFit would be done out of convenience or even laziness or to keep the status quo. And when we look at our gym, again, CrossFit's just now one piece of the puzzle. We have beach fit, we have nutrition, we have personal training, we have personal programming, and we have aspirations to do even more than that down the road. So CrossFit is just one piece of the puzzle. And I certainly had this feeling as, as the name was sort of being, I don't wanna say taken away because it was our decision 100%, but seeing the way CrossFit um, was sort of pulled out of our name, we never expected it to happen and to go down like this. But for us, the decision to de-affiliate from CrossFit is something that we've been talking about for a really long time. We've been talking about it for, I'd say, at least a year, and we talked about it in great detail over the last three to four months as we were uh, knowing that we were gonna rebrand and deciding whether we wanted to keep the CrossFit name and keep that affiliation. And ultimately, we did decide to keep that at the time, and then just this past Monday, decided to move away from it. But when we think about would we come back um, or we think about this decision being a final one, 
for me, it really comes down to the decision to stick with CrossFit long term would be one that we would be doing out of convenience. It would be one that we would be doing out of staying with the status quo. It would be one that we would be doing almost out of laziness, right? Not being not being motivated enough to create our own thing, not not putting in the time and the effort to develop our own brand and to tweak our own methodology. There's still a lot of principles that we love about CrossFit, but there's also a lot of things that we didn't love, right? And I think it's it's natural in this time to lose the CrossFit name and, and feel like something is really being lost. But just three or four months ago, we were talking about all the negatives that go with the CrossFit name of how people have these preconceived notions about how your gym should be run. People have these preconceived notions about programming and people have these preconceived notions about people will get hurt if they do CrossFit. And that's really the big one is if you talk to most people in the general public, that's the thing that they associate with CrossFit. CrossFit will get you hurt, right? Or CrossFit is is too intense. It's not for the everyday person. It's all, only for the really hardcore person. And those two things are, are really big things that I think are holding a lot of gyms back, especially a gym like ours that is not an intimidating environment, that does care a lot, that doesn't that does personal training to teach people the movement so they don't get hurt in classes. Those um, you know, preconceived notions really hurt us a lot. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to get rid of the CrossFit name, especially as that main brand that we were, you know, saying and projecting out to the world. And I think that a lot of you got to remember where you've been over time. And if you don't feel that way about the CrossFit name and you think, you know, you only see positives about it, then I think you can strongly look at being a CrossFit gym for years to come. But if you're someone that has felt those things that I'm feeling in a very strong and consistent way over the years, then I think your decision not to rebrand as something else is potentially more out of laziness or not wanting to interrupt the status quo. And another another big thing that I think CrossFit brings to table, there's a couple big things, um, but one of them is the training methodology. And both the methodology methodology in and of itself but the training aspect in terms of their level one, their level two, their level three courses. And those are some of the best that I've ever been to, probably the best that I've ever been to. I don't think anyone teaches uh, the actual movements and cues and corrects movements better than CrossFit. They've done so much for the fitness space as a whole and even strength and conditioning as a whole through their ability to teach movements and to teach coaches how to cue and correct those movements. And I think that even as, as recent as now, no one does that better than CrossFit in terms of teaching the air squat, teaching the deadlift, teaching the clean. Um, they, they do it better than anybody, and I think that's still the value. But with level ones and level twos, when we would send our coaches to these courses and they would come back, there was often a lot of things that we would have to teach those coaches to unlearn after they go to those courses. And the big one that a lot of you guys will probably relate to is programming. The level two spends a, almost a half a day on just programming. And a lot of the things that they teach as it relates to programming, we disagree with. And we end up sort of, un, again, unlearning from our coaches or unteaching from our coaches. So that way they can take some of the principles of what they learned in that level two but then tweak it for how we approach our class setting. 
And the sumo deadlift high pull is another example, right? It's one of CrossFit's nine foundational movements, yet very few of us are programming sumo deadlift high pulls on a regular basis. So there's, there's a lot of things in CrossFit, and this is true for any course or certification that you do, there's gonna be things you disagree with, so nothing's gonna be perfect, but there's a lot of things in CrossFit that we just accept because we know that there's things that they do really, really well, like the te teaching, the cueing, and the correcting of those movements. And the biggest issue that I have with CrossFit, which is the reason I created the Rockstar Coaching Course, is that I don't think CrossFit's certifications teach things enough as it relates to the class setting. I think they very much teach things as it happens in a vacuum or how it happens in theory rather than teaching it in true application when you have a class of 20 people or you have a membership of 300 members that are paying you to accomplish a certain goal. When, when you have an audience of coaches and coaching coaches who coach coaches, it's a different approach, it's a different level of teaching and we need to have that skill set in our toolbox, right? We need to have the ability to turn the screws on someone and make them from an A mover to an A plus mover. But oftentimes what people want is they just wanna come in, have a good sweat, have a good time, get a little bit better, they wanna improve, they wanna move better, they wanna be safe for sure, but they don't necessarily wanna be so nitpicked at that they're no longer having a good time. And I don't think that discussion happens enough in the level one, the level two, the level three. And I think where that becomes most obvious and most glaring is the programming discussion. The, the fact that we would even consider programming a 5K in our gym settings, it, to me is a disconnect, right? And, and the, gym, the successful gym owners that I know will never program a 5K in their gyms unless they're making it a big special event and making it a big deal and, and making it a lot of fun. But in just a, a regular day-to-day -day class, um, the successful gym owners that I know are not programming a 5K. So I just wanted to point out some of these nuances where CrossFit does some things that are really good. They do them better than probably any other certification in the world. But as coaches or as owners, we're still sending a lot of our coaches to these certifications knowing that they're gonna come back with information and habits that we might have to tweak or teach a different way. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out is that a lot of you guys are already doing coaches development outside of CrossFit. And for us, like 90% of our coaches development happens outside of CrossFit. We've done things like active life, we've done mobility courses, healthy steps nutrition, precision nutrition, we've done Olympic weightlifting courses, aerobic capacity, and we've even done things outside of pure coaching like Procabulary, which is a essentially a language and communication course. And we've done that with our team. And then we have our in-house program, the Rockstar Coaching Course, um, that I've taken a lot of other gym owners and coaches through as well. So first and foremost, you should have these things already that are outside of CrossFit. You shouldn't be relying on CrossFit for all of your coaches' development. But if you do have these things, realize how much you do do already to develop your coaches outside of CrossFit and you probably don't need to rely on them. And if, you, if the technique coaching is the thing that you really need, my gut feeling is that most of the owners and head coaches out there know the techniques well enough, they know how to coach it well enough that they could take a lot of this stuff and bring it in-house 
or find other certifications outside of CrossFit if, uh, if CrossFit were not to make changes and improve the way we want to see it. Um, but with that said, you could de-affiliate from CrossFit and still go to the level ones and level twos and level threes. That could still be a part of your approach. I just don't want any owners out there to feel like they have to rely on that to make their coaches better. Um, and then the final thing I'll say about what CrossFit brings to the table, and this is a thing that's sort of the hardest for us to give up, is just the succinctness of the brand and the label in and of itself, right? So we have this word CrossFit, and yes, there's a lot of negatives and preconceived notions that come with it, but no other word better describes what we do than CrossFit. It's such a succinct way to describe constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. It's such a succinct way to describe a gym that doesn't have the typical machines, but it has a pull-up rig and it has uh, rowers and bikes and it has boxes and barbells and dumbbells and kettlebells. And it combines all those things in many different ways. And I think the losing of that word and that, that terminology and that ability to reference what we do with such a simple term is probably the thing that I'll miss the most but again, it's almost out of laziness or not wanting to put in the time and the effort into developing our own thing that the attachment to that name comes in. Because realistically, um, you know, in the next couple of years, if we put the time and effort into, first of all, creating the term that we want to call our classes, we're going to have to rename our CrossFit classes as something else. But once we rename that thing, um, once a few years have passed, we have the ability to define what that is. We have the ability to create what that is. So there's, there's definitely a feeling of loss of losing that name, but there's also a feeling of excitement of being able to create our own name and to define what that is moving forward. And I also think that a lot of this just really depends on where you're at as a gym. We're eight years in, we have this really established community and there will be people that are upset by losing the CrossFit name and losing that piece of identity. But ultimately, most people will stick around with us because they know what we stand for and they've seen our track record and they've been with us long enough that the name is just one piece of the puzzle. Um, I also think if you're less than a year in and you haven't built up the community yet to really support what you're doing and CrossFit, the CrossFit name isn't a big attachment with that community. I think that's another really good example of someone that maybe just want to drop the name and start fresh with a new brand. I think the trickier situations are these gyms that are two to four years in that have been using the CrossFit name. They're just starting to develop traction for it. They're just starting to develop this really strong connection to the name CrossFit or their particular CrossFit brand. And now they're having to change gears or think about changing gears. And I think those are the people that I could see sticking around with this thing a little bit longer. Um, but I think if you've, you're in it less than a year or you're like us where you're really established, I think those are the gyms that I think have the best chance of, of moving forward with their own brand in the future. Um, but I'm happy to talk about it. I mean, one of the reasons we wanna shoot this podcast is to open the door for you guys to have one-on-one -on -one conversations because Everyone's in a different situation right now. Some of some of you guys out there have been open for a month, like us, post coronavirus. Others have are still shut down and haven't even opened yet. So, if there's anything I can do to help, I'd love to help. Hop on a call. Just shoot me an email at andrew at crossfitpalmbeach.com, and I'll send you my booking link for us to to schedule a call. 
Um, but hopefully this stuff is helpful for you guys and looking forward to talking to you soon.